are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. The lady I'm going to speak to you for a few moments about is uh, when I came here as a young preacher, I thought she was elderly. She had to be 65, 70, and that sounds old to some of you, but that's not too bad. But she was an older woman, and I remember one time, the one and only time, she came forward with the invitation. And uh, she said, I want to say a word. We just got a new sound system. I got a new sound. And she goes, I want to say a word at the invitation. And we don't want to say a word at the invitation. That's not what I want you to do. But, you know, here I am just a kid in my 20s. And here she is, maybe 65, 70. And I said, all right. She had drug her little husband down there. And he was standing right there. She goes, I want to say a word about divorce. She said, I love this man, but he's divorced. I'm divorced. We married. Should have never done that. Man, I'm dying. I'm down by the Lord's table, dying a million deaths, thinking how in the world am I going to get out of this? How am I going to stop the church from everybody wanting to give a testimony? I'm married. I'm not divorced. I'm not very happy. So I thought, oh, I envisioned it all. A few months later, and I... Did not let anybody speak after that. But a few months later, she came up to me and she was um, always had some issue. But quite frankly, she was normally right with her issue. I don't like the way she went about it, but she was not trying to be vicious toward her husband. I think she was. But, uh, but toward me, I don't think so. She was just trying to help me. And she said, I, I want to tell you something. Something's wrong in this church. I thought, well, we've only got 60 people. What are you talking about? I mean, 70 people at the most. What are you talking about? I'd call her name, but I better not do that. Something's wrong with our church. I said, well, what's wrong? She said, we don't have enough laborers. Why? And it was the Holy Spirit of God that prompted me to say this. I said, because we're a biblical church. And she said, what did you say? I said, we don't have enough labors because we're a biblical church. We're following the Bible. She goes, what do you mean? I took her this text. Verse 37. He said to the disciples, the harvest is truly plenteous, but the labors are few. They've always been few in Jesus' day. And in all the years of the history of this church, and until Jesus comes again, there will never be enough laborers. This is the most laborious church I know in America. I ask you to do something, can you do it? And without hesitation, Wednesday night was a good example. Uh, a food shower, Wednesday night was a good example. Second offering, people raising their hand, I'll give, I'll give. There's a need, God's people at North Valley meet it but we still short laborers. That's why the C bus ministry did not run two buses this morning. And that's why last week we had six that did not run. 
Because we need new drivers, more drivers. Not only do we have 29, 30 bus routes, but we run shuttle bus, buses, numerous Sunday school, Sunday morning, after church, Sunday evening, after church, so Wednesday night, after church, all the time. We're running buses everywhere, van drivers. The labors are few. The choir was down today, you saw it, and I don't know if everybody knew we were having the choir or not, but they were great. And the choir said, there's no more room in that choir. We stand and we're like sardines, but we need more choir members. The orchestra pit over there at the other building is packed, but we need more folks. And by the way, you fellows with your guitars down here, we're told to play them tonight. Someone in this church said, oh no, no, you can't play your guitar. Brother Treber doesn't want guitars in the church. We're going to heaven on stringed instruments, brother. And uh, I think we've got, I know the Spanish people over there in the other church on the other property there, they have all the Espanols. I don't know if they're playing Christian songs tonight. They put Jesus, the name Jesus in there once in a while, making a Christian song, I think. But they, they have them. Hey, we could have them here too. So next week, the 10 or 12 or 14 or 15 of you that play guitar, we're playing the guitar. Amen. The harvest truly is plenteous. I can remember that lady, and you know, she didn't fight back with me. She wasn't unkind. And I wasn't trying to be sharp with her. But I'll never forget it. God was giving me a biblical lesson on labors to the day that the Lord takes us home. We need more. We need more labors. We have 39 deacons. Brother Van Dyke, I saw you, but you're not sitting in your place. Right, there you are. You're pretty close to your place, sleeping in the back row with Brother Jim Brown back there. But Brother Van Dyke, would you know from the top of your head, we have 39 deacons. You know how many church families every deacon is responsible for? I know, I can't remember. About 35 to 40. All those 39 men are responsible for 35 to 40. You know, we probably need more deacons. They pray for the membership. They take meals when there's needs. They go visit the hospital, the shut-ins, and care for people. That's a lot of work when you think of these men. They're working jobs and their wives are working and their families to be raised. I want to say tonight, I'm not chastising the people of God. I'm trying to come to the fact that September is upon us. In 40 days from right now, it is September 1st. I'm planning by the grace of God to see this church explode. God in his goodness has given us three more pastors. God in his goodness will bring the uh, 200 people or so. They're on vacation today. They'll be back. And we'll probably average that over the next few weeks. And they'll all be back. And another 200 plus college students will be back. And we'll have about 100 visitors. I imagine we're going to swell by 500 a week by September. We need laborers. The laborers are few. And tonight I want to speak to you on this subject the labors in the harvest field. The labors in the harvest field. We need tonight, Mrs. Fanero, we need nursery workers. 
I don't know how many nurseries we have. I, I know, but I forget right now. There's so many nurseries and so many ladies. And Sister Wheeler, I just saw you. We need laborers in the nursery department. You know, somebody, so many years ago, 15 minutes from here, held me in the nursery and sang to me in the nursery and said, Jack, Jesus loves you. Well, they said, Pastor Treber, but they said, Pastor Treber, God loves you. Do you know that someone cared for me? My mother passed away and my sister gave me some things. She says, I think this relates to you. It was my high school graduation announcement in the program and those that graduated, a lot of things in there. And I looked in that file and she had from Garfield Avenue Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was a one-year-old and the nursery worker wrote, Jack, we missed you in Sunday school last Sunday. Mother was taking me to church. Dad was taking me to church. You know what a joy it is? You might be holding your next pastor. You know, 100 years from now. Do you know that you might be holding the next D.L. Moody or Charles Spurgeon? You might be holding a godly layman. You might be holding the chairman of the board and deacons of this church in that nursery. You might be holding a preacher's wife, a school teacher's wife, a mother. Who knows what you're holding, but they need to be held by loving godly people in the nursery. I think tonight as we prepare to begin this evening, I think of all the maintenance people we need around here. Do you know we have never paid for maintenance in that 3,000 seat auditorium since we moved in there August the 20th, 13 years ago, I think it is. God's people come and clean it. They clean the windows, they dust the pews, they dust the racks, they vacuum underneath it. They clean, thank God for labors, but we need more. Do you know tonight that we need bus drivers right now? I thank God for the bus drive, the bus workers that come and you say, these shuttle buses are ours. I see an army of you men that come on Saturday night and I see you guys come to take all the shuttles. They're washed every week. Thank God for the shuttle washers. Thank God for the bus workers, the bus drivers, the bus captains, the bus secretaries. Do you know that Brother Reamers is gone today? He was at his brother's wedding yesterday. He'll be back home. But you realize that he needs additional Sunday school teachers that will teach the word of God and the teachers here are phenomenal. I've walked around sometimes during Sunday school. This is always the campground. We put this flooring out every Saturday night. There are 15 tents in here. Every tent has 15 chairs and we have 15, 300 students in here where the teachers at the campground teach them the word of God. And you walk around here and you can listen and you can watch and the teachers are teaching the word of God. But we need more. We have, we have shuttle drivers, we have security people, we have parking lot attendants, we have all these workers, and oh, how many people more we need in the labor of God's work. On August 18th, I have it right here. I have a brochure that I'm gonna give to you. I'm looking for 100 men 100 men, that says rain or shine, 52 weeks, Sunday morning, Sunday night, I'll park at Oracle. We've gotta get the cars off of here. We're out of parking. We have no option. 
but we have so much more parking than we did for 30 years at the old property, 38 parking stalls. And if you're a member, you are not allowed to park there. And we grew by first 25 years, 100 a year for 25 years. God's people rode those shuttle buses. I watched these men and I was jumping on a shuttle tonight. They come right to your door, makes it so easy. They pick me up five o'clock every Sunday night and they're there and the shuttles are going this way and I saw one going this way in my neighborhood. Hey fellas, in the neighborhood, gotta have you use it. Gotta use the Oracle. I'm not talking about college students. They're already required to park over there. I'm talking about another 100 men Sunday morning, Sunday night. Say, I'll serve the Lord in that capacity. I'll drive there. I'll be a bus driver. I'll get the trolley car going, whatever it might be. Tonight, we're thinking about electrical uh, workers and plumbers and carpenters and soul winners and financial givers. Our Lord was healing. Look, it says in verse 35, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching, he was busy. Preaching, he was busy. Healing, he was busy. As we think of the laborers in the harvest field, would you notice his compassion? But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. There's over seven billion, nearing eight billion people on planet Earth. It's overwhelming, we have been told that 2% of this world claim that they know Jesus Christ as their personal savior. I've been told that it includes Catholics and all these others. If 2% claim, that means 98% of the world is lost. Who's gonna go? Who's gonna go and leave this great America and go to preach and teach the gospel in these cities that are bent to destroy the name of Christ? Who's going? How can we see the multitudes and not be moved with compassion? Oh, I remember that graduate of ours, Brother Andrew Al, such a handsome man and his beautiful, precious wife, taller, Chinese people, their parents were first generations to the States. The goal was finally made and their son graduated from San Francisco State in business career and then God called him to preach and he came to Golden State Baptist College. They live, I think, and they're watching probably in Hong Kong right now on the eighth floor of a little, little place. He has two great churches going, has a Christian school. God's hand is upon him. I was talking on the phone over in Cambodia two weeks ago. Our missionary graduate, he and his wife, and their beautiful eight kids talking to me about the fact that you sent all that money over there, helped build that house for them. I thank God for the Vongs. That little precious girl there has such physical needs, but they're building something and they're reaching the, they're literally reaching the multitudes. Oh, Brother Joseph Savator, who came just from Brother Mike Ray's church, backward, single, graduated single. He said, I can't, can't wait from the Philippines. I gotta get back to the field. Gotta go back to the Philippines. Went, fell in love, got married, has a family, and he's, he's just tearing it up. I can't believe what that shy backward, he may be watching right now. The breath, the touch of God is on his life. 
Brother Jim Wong came from Hawaii to this college with his wife and with his two little girls, put them in the Christian school. They did so well and he graduated and went back to the Philippines and he took that church where the pastor died and just a handful left. I'm seeing the reports, I'm seeing the choirs, I'm seeing the soul winners, I'm seeing the kids' ministry, and guess what? The world is being reached right from here. We can go all around the world, whether we go to Korea with the Browns or we go to the China, and I won't name names there because of the fact it's closed. The Kamars in Fiji, Brother Kamar was a firewalker in the Fiji Islands, but the gospel came and he came to the States and eventually married Rebecca. They have five beautiful children. His son is coming next month with his mother from Fiji to be dropped off in a place called Golden State Baptist College, whereas his dad was trained, he's gonna get trained to serve God. The Kubiaks, I called, saw them come to college and I watched God do something in Mongolia to that on and on and on it goes. I was counting up all this past week and they're in my prayer journal, all these preachers. We have about 40 of our boys that are out pastoring churches now. I mean churches. Do you know there are 19,522 cities in America? Would to God that all 19,522 cities in America would have a place like North Valley Baptist Church. Wouldn't it be great that God could use these men that are joining us and the men that are here and the ladies that are here that we could get a generation to say, I'll have compassion on my heart to reach the lost for Christ. Jesus saw that crowd and he was moved with compassion. I truly believe this is a compassionate church. I truly believe I watch it on a daily basis. I watch it on the Lord's day. I want you to see what the scripture says. He was moved with compassion. But not only the compassion that I see with our Lord, I see the condition. Verse 36, he saw these people, look at their condition. They fainted. They were scattered. And they were shepherdless, having no shepherd. I'm so very grateful that one of the duties for Pastor Everton is to take those students in the college and their parents and the pastors and to pastor the staff and those four groups to shepherd them and guide them. Oh, I'm going to chapel every week. I'm preaching every week too. But I'm grateful they're gonna have a man that can surround his life to help their lives. Doesn't it burden you? Brother Birch and I, my wife was talking with our dear, dear friends from another Bible college. She was burdened as my wife was burdened. These two groups from colleges going across America trying to find young people to go to Bible college. They said, many of the churches we go to, there's no youth. They're not, all you teenagers, God bless you. What a thrill that you get to be raised in a place like this, but we can't let this thing die on us. We've got to keep this thing going. Oh, I know there's more 
fun places to go. I've got the brochures right here. You want to go? They're saying, come to our church. We'll give you movie tickets for the movies. We're not going to the movies. They said, come to our church. I read one just last week. Ten reasons to come to our church. One, it's a church your parents would not like. In this valley, right nearby, one said this. We won't make much of Jesus. It's a Christian church. Young people, I want to tell you something. You are being sold. I'm not only talking here, but to the internet crowd. You are being sold a bill of goods that you don't need this old time way. You will destroy the future generations. We'll be extinct. The churches are emptying out with the next generation. Jesus saw their condition. He had compassion and he saw their condition. They were fainting, they were scattered. They were shepherdless. I believe I'll close tonight. I want you to see his intercession. And he saith unto the disciples, truly the, truly the harvest is plenteous. The labors are few. Verse 38, what's the first word? Church, family. Pray. I'm going to ask you tonight to begin to pray with me as we close out July and move into August. Would you pray for labors? I think wherever our youth pastor is sitting tonight, I think of the, I, I know right there, I know, I know we should have maybe rejoiced in that we had a 500 saved. But I'm telling you something, I, I, you know what goes around here. We, we had some 16, 17 year olds, but most of our upperclassmen, they get jobs, which we want them to do, and be in Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, camp, youth camp, and they are. Your kids are workers. I saw so many of those kids as they got a day off, come on in and try to, woo! That thing just flew up on me. Do you see that? Who was standing here earlier tonight? That would have been an event. I'll tell you what. You know what? You could have sued us and we could have split the money. Let's immediately after church get rid of this stuff, okay? Thank you, Lord, for that could have been dangerous. Who was standing here? Who was standing right here? Some man? Really, it's no big deal if it's a man. We can replace them. Who was here? Didn't mean to wake you up. That was, wow. Praise God, I'm alive. I don't know where I was, but my heart is beating right now. I saw broken bones and all of that happening. Those teenagers went out and 49, soul, 49 souls were saved. We heard so many of their testimonies of how God reached these people. The vast majority of adults, it's just an amazing thing. Here's a 71-year-old man getting saved, and here's a man getting saved, and here's a 30-some-year-old woman getting saved. Seventh graders, eighth graders, ninth, tenth, eleventh, some twelfth, knocking on doors, visiting people, telling the good news of salvation. I tell you what, thank God for a church that believes in soul winning for our young people, that takes the heart of the needs of the people and buries it right here. God says, pray for laborers. Mothers and dads, would you pray for your kids? Lord, they're yours. They're your heritage. They're not ours. They're yours. And if you want to use them, 
on a foreign soil, if you want to use them in a church, if you want to use them in a hard situation in life, will you please select my son, my daughter? We can tell you from experience, I was thinking through and praying for those 14th grandchild coming now, those, those 13 grandkids, nine of them are away from us. Oh, I miss them so much. Years ago, my wife began to say to me as we would pray for our kids at night, she said, I'd rather have our kids halfway around the globe and the will of God than living right next door outside the will of God. I can tell you, young people, serving God's not second rate. Now don't try to go be in the ministry if God's called you to be a godly lay person here, but don't try to not get in the ministry. Jesus, he said, I want you to intercede and plead that we get some labors. You that are watching, you need a Bible college. I'm praying this month of August coming up and if we finish out July, that to be scores of you would say, I'm in, I'm in. Why would you not want to be in? The Bible says when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion upon them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then he said unto the disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, the labors are few. Pray, pray. That's what I'm asking you to do tonight. In a moment, the pastors will be here. Ladies will be here to pray with us. But I wonder if you say, I want to begin to pray for labors. I want to begin to pray that God would use this church in these last moments. And I know I've said it so much in recent days. I believe because he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repent. I truly believe there could be one, one last revival before the door of the ark is shut. I believe that's in God's character. One more. Because he's not willing. He doesn't want these people to die and go to hell. And our churches in America, if we could get so right with God, I'm not talking about Washington, D.C. I'm talking about New Testament, local, fundamental, independent Baptist churches. Get right with God. We just might see a revival. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.